0: Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Friday. For those that are joining us live, those that are here, at any day that you're here, thanks so much for joining us. Today is the daily Q&A. Just trying to pull up our questions. I don't know where they went. Get them up. Hope everyone is... Getting excited for, I think this is the last week. Oh, this is, right? Next week is September. I don't know if you you felt that this is like the typical summer or not. I don't know. I feel like this is sort of like the extension of the regular year. That feeling of summer wasn't as prevalent, but that's okay. It just gives us an opportunity to grow in a different way. Yeah, September 1st is Tuesday, so happy end of the summer. I don't know if it's official, not official, Labor Day, wherever you're watching this from. Okay. Q&A day, thanks so much for sending in questions. You could always send in questions. Um, Yeah, there are boosts in September, Ritz with God's help. Um, You could always send in questions, charlie at charlieharari.com. Try to get to them on Friday. And if I can't get to them, hopefully else, maybe I'll uh, figure out a way to send you some more uh, answers throughout the week. First question's from Richard. Charlie, your recent program centered around happiness. What can we do to enable our happiness and seek empowerment? What would you suggest if you're in a negative situation in which you have little to no control and are unable to take yourself out of it? Great question, Richard. When we speak about happiness, it, it, it feels like we're talking about situations in which we can control. Wake up in the morning, you can control if you want to wake up empowered or not empowered, But in fact, the real use of it is the real use of happiness is in situations that you can't control, right? It's when stuff comes to you. When there's a challenge that presents itself to you, sometimes a challenge comes at you. Something happens in your day, a circumstance. Sometimes the challenge is more chronic. You're in a difficult work environment. You're in a toxic situation. You're in a difficult relationship. That's really where the happiness stuff comes into play at a much higher level. When you're stuck in something that you can't easily control, and the thing you're stuck in is toxic or is negative, and it surrounds you consistently. Some people may have parents that are negative. I was blessed to not. Thank God I was blessed with wonderful parents. Some people have parents that are, they're wonderful people, but their environment is more negative. What are they going to do? They can't run out of the way. You can't leave the house. You can't not see your parents right some people are in jobs in times in countries so let's immediately bifurcate between two things one is things that you can control but you're scared to control in some work environments you can leave but you're scared to leave you can look for something else but you're scared or it's exhausting Or it's hard to find another opportunity. There are people that are in toxic relationships, and they shouldn't be, and they're just so used to their person that they can't separate themselves. So sometimes the answer is to do something. Sometimes the answer is to distance yourself, even if you're in a family. Sometimes you're in a family situation where some people are very challenging and toxic, so it doesn't mean you have to distance yourself physically, but it just means that you have to learn how to not let people get to you. Some people's opinions aren't as important as others. This is very big when it comes to online. Some people respond to you in a way that's productive, some people, God forbid, don't. There are some people you just got to ignore. I remember one time I did a video, I'll never forget this. I did a video. Um, called Inoculations. It's called, I forgot, it's been so long. It was on H.com. It was about taking my son to the doctor. And I compared going to the doctor with my young child and his look to me, which I assumed was like, how could you bring me to the scary man with the white coat to jab me? And there was like, no way I could have possibly explained to him that like, this is good for him. And I compared it to God, that sometimes puts us through challenge, and there's just no way we'll get why this challenge is good for us. So there's a certain level of belief. I got this email where like this couple just reamed me. They just reamed me. Who do you think you are? Like they reamed me. Uh, the video was how God loves you in challenges, and they, you can't believe this email. So I was, I was, I was in. Davis spoke with them. I was, my, I was a lawyer i, I was like in, I, was, I wrote them like a, a brief like like a court brief in response and as i did it i googled them and i saw that they had just gone through a very terrible tragedy they had some web page about it i don't want to get into it and i realized like wait a second what am i engaging in this for i just hit delete It's stung not every person who emails you needs to get into the top in the forefront of your mind. So when we talk about difficult environments, you have to, you have, like yesterday, we had the same conversation with those that are joining us on the boost every day. We spoke about how when you want to deal with happiness, you have to understand who you're up against. You have to understand your opponents. You got to understand what's a plane and what's a virus. Check out yesterday's video for more information. You have to know what you're up against. So when you're dealing with a difficult environment, you have to know what you're up against. It's not just all one thing. You have to split the hairs. And you got to really think about it and ask yourself, can I move this piece? Can I leave? How important is this person? How important is the relationship? And the first thing you got to figure out is, can you distance yourself from negativity? That's first and foremost. Negativity is... It's harmful to your mind and to your future. Bad food is harmful to your body. Bad thoughts are harmful to your mind. Like that's how it is. So can I distance myself? What's the impact of distance? Can I leave my job? Can I leave this relationship? Can I leave these friends? Can I leave this community? Can I leave this? Can I? What's the impact? If I can't, can I shift the relationship? Can I stay physically but be more distant? It used to be when they spoke to me, it was like the biggest deal in the world. Is it the biggest deal in the world? Can Can I change my relationship to the person, even though I may be physically there, but now I don't care about them as much. And by understanding what is in the norm for you to operate, that's how you'll create your strategy. There are companies where people spend lots of time and we're involved with them. We spend time in companies where people are 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 blown away by, or blown out by a very difficult boss, only to realize the boss has very little power. So they sort of like nod him through. In my to-go cup today. I had to take my coffee on the road early this morning. It's different from a to-go cup. For those who are coffee drinkers, just letting you know, you know what I'm talking about. If you drink enough coffee, you can taste the coffee based on what vessel it is in. Glass. I only understand wine guys because of coffee. Different show. What you do a coffee show once. So this, this these, these people are, are in these companies and these boss, some of these bosses are disasters. And now the first question is, okay, I can't leave the company, let's say. Okay, but can I change my relationship to the boss? It used to be when he spoke to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, it matters. Maybe it doesn't matter as much. Maybe. I'm watching him and he's just irrational. He doesn't even mean, he doesn't know how to talk. I had a boss like that once. I had a boss like that once when I was younger. He just speaks and yelling. He's a good guy. He just doesn't know how to speak to human beings. I guess he missed that class or he wasn't born with that trait. He doesn't know, like he's just not a sensitive person. He doesn't understand that people are humans. It's a disaster. I can only imagine what his wife and kids are like. But once I understood that he wasn't being mean, That's just how he speaks. It changed my response to him. I nodded through some of the stuff. So when we talk about difficult environments, you have to take a page out of Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for, for, for Meaning in the Holocaust. We said that the Nazis can take everything from him except for his ability to respond. And you gotta understand that your ability to respond to negativity is your power. But you got to do it with smarts. That's where journaling comes in. you got to think these things through. you got to fight a battle on the nuance. That's what we're doing here. What we're doing on the boost is we're trying to build nuance in places where there is no nuance. You watch a football game, and you know nothing about football. You're like, cool. The ball is going back and forth. Look, look at the hits. Like when I watch football, because I've been doing it for a very long time, and my nine-year-old watches football, we're watching two different games. He's like, look, cool. Look at that pass. I'm like, who cares about the pass? Look at the route that he ran. How did the defense miss that? He's like, what are you talking about? The more you learn something, the more you're able to understand the nuance of it, the more you're able to make adjustments in the nuance. That's where greatness lies by turning the keys and, and twitching and changing and tweaking the nuances. You open the hood of the car. It's not just a car you understand that this wire leads to this and this means to this that's where greatness lies so when you are up against negativity you have to understand the source of the negativity and your ability to change that in some places you can just walk away it's hard but you can just walk away in some places you just learn how to distance the person and their importance in your life In many cases, and this is where I want to end, I want to get to some more questions, but I want to sort of end with this, and we can talk about this more if you guys want. In many cases, one of the greatest ways in which you increase happiness and empowerment in negative environments is when you turn it up on your own. When you're in a negative relationship or negative environment, when you force being more positive it sort of sends like a force field out. I just had this literally two days ago when someone called me and said that they were dealing with a family issue where their father was supporting one of the children. The child was older and the father hated doing it. Like he felt like the kid wasn't trying hard enough in life or whatever he felt. And the kid hated taking it. So it was a disaster. The father's giving money every month. The kid hates taking it. The father hates giving it. The whole thing's a disaster. So I explained to him that like, you don't have to wait for everyone to get on the same page. One person has to step up. If one person begins the process of giving or receiving whichever side with, with more happiness, with more gratitude, it'll just change the whole relationship. Many times when you're in a relationship, you're waiting for the authority member, the parent, the boss, to be the one to change. Many times the change comes from the ground. You change how happy you are. You change how empowered you are. You change how, how strong and resilient you are to their usual negativity, and it starts to send waves back. And They don't even realize that you're now including, you're, you're changing the waves of how to act and how to deal. but try that. Try to understand the relationships better and try to see if we can get to a place where you're not waiting for somebody else. This is an important lesson we've learned, I think, through this whole virus. I think one of the hardest parts that we've gotten through this virus is people of authority have not really delivered for us. And they're trying. It's It's sad. I think it's said. People of authority are trying. They are, whether it's medical authority or political authority or communal authority. They're trying their hardest. They're not sitting around being like, whatever. They're trying their hardest. They just got thrown a curveball that nobody was prepared for. And so they're delivering information that we don't even really know is right. And the reason why people are so, sometimes are so stuck now is because it's so hard for a person to not look at someone else with authority and assume that they are more capable, better. And so the whole breakdown is forming. And to some people, it's forming in a very violent way. And some people, it's forming in, in a more of a passive way. But we, we just assume that if you're the boss, you should know better. We just assume that if you're the parent, you should know better. And that happens in life many times, but sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes people that are older and in charge aren't more worked out mentally and emotionally. Sometimes it's even harder. So I don't mean that like you should take over the business or that you shouldn't respect your parents. I mean, sometimes if there's a personal issue and people are more negative and create more toxicity, it's on us to turn up the happiness. I see this all the time when it comes to some, even to spirituality. I know many families whose parents were really not connected in a very deep way spiritually. They were, they were religious, but they really weren't inspired. And it wasn't their fault. They just grew, grew up in a time where there wasn't really a lot of inspiration necessarily. And their kids went through a different experience and came back and they went to Israel or whatever it is, and they came back inspired and they held strong. And the parents now are like, they're different human beings. Because you can influence up. You can, you can influence across. A wife can influence a husband to be more positive and vice versa. She can, he can. You don't have to wait till everyone like, signs a pact of positivity. You not have to wait for the other person to step up. That's really hard, but that's real greatness. That's like framing and shaping emotions for other people. It's very powerful. And once you realize how, how how powerful you are, that your emotions can shape up and down and around, every situation that you're in can be empowering. And that's our job. That's what we're here for. Let's go through Let's get at least one more in. I should do this more often. Thank you for your questions, everybody. Let's do one or two more. Oh, okay, yeah, See, When I sit down to journal, sometimes I don't. I don't get through half a page. Maybe I'm not, not going deep enough. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. If you can't get through half a page, okay, that's fine. Not everybody can do that. But you know, when you're journaling, you should be if you try when you journal. Try t- to set time. If, you, if those of you who are still struggling with journaling, try to. Create a period of time where either you're journaling or you're thinking. Like, don't take the journal and say, when I'm done journaling, I'm going to go here. Don't make it an action you have to do. Make it a time that you have to do. Because sometimes in life, the journal doesn't feel like it's as important because it's not urgent. So you're like, I got to get through this. I had to on my day. Say From 9 well, 9 o'clock, hopefully you'll be with me at 9 o'clock, but from from 9.20 to 9.45 or 9.30 to 10 o'clock or whatever, 6 to 6, whatever it is, give yourself 15 minutes, cup of coffee, piece of paper, my journal, whatever, either I'm writing or I'm thinking for 15 minutes, but I'm not doing anything. That helps because now your brain's not going, okay, we got it, we got it, let's go, let's go, let's go. Journaling is a process of going deep. You can't go deep if you're in a rush. So for those of you out there that are journaling and you're not doing a good job, it could be because you're still in a rush. You can't go deep when you're in a rush. So create a space and say to yourself, whether I journal or I think, or I just twiddle my thumbs, I'm not moving for the next 10, 15 minutes. And at some point your brain will go, oh, okay. I guess we got to think. Let's do one or two more. Esther. I've been struggling a lot with creating new rituals and habits and rewiring my brain. I've tried so many times to drink more water or journal every night or daven uh, or eat well or exercise, but nothing sticks. I'm so frustrated and overwhelmed that I don't know how how to be consistent. I feel the power of greatness within me. I just can't seem to get anything to last more than a few days. Any ideas would be appreciated. Okay, wonderful question. Thank you for asking it. Here's a couple of blocks and a couple of pitfalls. Liran's got one. Pick a new habit. I like that. I wasn't even going there. That's a good one, Liran. Sometimes when you pick the same habits again and again and again, it drops because your brain's like, we got it, we're not doing it. It's not the novelty. You don't have novelty, right? Novelty is an emotion that you get that allows that first initial growth that goes in. Oh, good, making it exciting. Look at this, this is great. It's like a group thing. Keep it up, guys and ladies. Yeah. Um, What I would say is like this first. um, You gotta toggle... Um, what you're doing. Once you start recognizing habits can change your life, why not do 10? One. Just do one. So first thing with a habit is pick one. Number two, it's got to be plus one. So it's got to be a little bit more than you can do. It can't be plus two or plus five because then it's too hard. Right? So you're not journaling from zero to 10, 15 minutes. You're journaling zero to five minutes. Right, you're not drinking water all day. You're drinking one more cup in the morning, right? You gotta, you gotta calibrate your rituals so it's just a little more than you're used to, so it's not an enormous amount of effort. Number three, you gotta pick a time where you do it. Pick the time exactly. Your eye knows exactly where I'm going. Pick the time and stick with that. And when that becomes too hard, you gotta go to the well of willpower and use it just to stick with the ritual, just because you want to stick with rituals. Don't question, don't review, don't ask, maybe I shouldn't. Once you get the right ritual and the right time, just stick it and trust that if you stick with it long enough, it'll become more automatic. Number three or four, what I'm up to, this is what Ichil just said, which is uh, create some reward for yourself. So Ken emailed me yesterday with a great thing that he does is he makes his Tuesday special, which is awesome because he understands how his week plays out. So he chunks his week and knows that if he's got a Tuesday break with something fun or special for him, it'll allow him to look forward to something small. That's a great mechanism to use. So let's assume you wanna drink water every single day, but let's assume you like drinking soda. So you're trying to shift soda into water. So allow yourself to drink a cup of soda at a certain point after you hit a couple of these waters. So this way you know this is coming. This is why Shabbat's awesome for dieting. If you can control Shabbat, it's still. The reason why Shabbat's awesome for dieting is because it's only six, your diet's only six days, right? I, do, I don't personally watch myself on Shabbat at all. So if I'm going through my week and I'm trying to be good, I can say to myself, I got three days left and i not got to be like, oh my gosh, I got to do this for the rest of my life. So... If you got one thing you're doing with a little bit harder than you're doing it at the exact same time, and you know that you got to go to your well of willpower to keep it going, and you got your little reward at the end of it, hopefully that'll really help set your rituals. Because once you get this ritual thing down, it gets easier. It gets easier. It gets easier not only to do the thing you want to do, like drink water. It gets easier to do rituals because rituals itself are easier because you start to buy into them in a much deeper level, which is what we're really going for here. Okay, let's do one more from Stephen. How does fighting your yitzahara, your evil inclination, fit into the challenges of improving and being more giving? Are all the mental exercises we go through just us fighting the because we're, we are our brains? So the yitzahara the, the is, for those who are tuning in, that's not a word. The is the evil inclination. It's complicated what that is. Either it could be sort of conditioned habits. Also, it could just be a force that is within us that naturally pulls us to do things that is not spiritually minded. And it's given to us to sort of calibrate. It's like a personal trainer on the inside. My general approach is to not spend too much time thinking about it. And the reason is because the more time you give to it, the more you empower it. It's lurking. It's there. You have to realize that there is a spiritual force inside you that is pulling you away from doing things that are spiritually beneficial. That's not you. To me, that's the most powerful concept of something called the Yetzer Hara, an evil inclination. It is a spiritual reality that we have, which means that as part of our spiritual world, there is a tug to things that are non-spiritual. Built in, to, a, to create spiritual resistance that builds the right muscles. The best thing you can do is realize that it is not you. It is, this, it is this opponent. Very good Lira. It is this pull. The minute it becomes you, oh, look at that. Spiritual. Spirit plus ritual. I love that. For those of you who are live on Zoom, man, you get the benefits of, of this great, great crew of people that are throwing in insights the whole way through. But I want you to understand this point, which is as soon as you recognize that there's a concept that is pulling you and it's not you, your natural inclination is to do good. Now you've distanced yourself from that thing that's pulling you. and Now you can go up against it. Okay, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. Looking forward to, with God's help, continuing next week into the month of September. Have a great weekend. Good Shabbos. Shabbat Shalom. And with God's help, I cannot wait to see you on Sunday.